It's time with our four-hour weekly check-in with Reggie Cicchini, Washington correspondent for Global News. Good morning to you. Good morning. Lots to talk about south of the border, at least from where I am. Let's start with Donald Trump. And there are some new, a new tape where he's talking or we hear him talking about classified documents. Yeah, uh, this is a big deal, uh, and it kind of matches reporting that came out uh, more than a year ago in that some of the classified documents that had been found at Mar-a-Lago may have been linked to uh, a situation having to do with an attack on Iran. And according to this tape, which Global hasn't heard and actually no network has heard, it's just been kind of, um, you know, verbated by people who are familiar with it. Donald Trump acknowledges that he did hold on to uh, Pentagon documents about Iran, uh, which really speaks to, you know, what could be a, a, you know, an understanding by the former president that he did have classified material in his possession after his time in the White House. And this really could serve as more fuel for the fire that uh, is burning with the special counsel, which could potentially be looking at potential indictments here as they wrap up the investigation. Is anyone really surprised by this tape or by this revelation? Well, I mean, look, there are people from within the, you know, outer orbit of the former president who have been concerned over the fact that there have been so many classified documents found at Mar-a-Lago, uh, you know, and, and to say, look, you know, the fact that there may be something on Iran is not out of the, um, you know, realm of possibility here, given the fact that such a trove of documents had been found not only in the residence at Mar-a-Lago, but also in storage rooms and in the former president's office. I don't know how much of a surprise it would be. I do think it is is uh, important, though, the fact that the special counsel does have access to this tape, likely did play it potentially for the jury. And if indictments are coming down, this could simply uh, add to the pressure that is being put on the former president for what could potentially be an incredibly dangerous legal path forward. All right, let's talk about the current president now and the footage. I know a lot of people have seen Joe Biden fell down. He made a bit of a joke about it. How big of a deal is this? Yeah, look, he made a joke. Uh, he was he was giving a commencement speech in Colorado and he tripped on the stage, uh, reportedly tripping over a sandbag that was on the stage in and around the podium. He made the joke that he had been sandbagged when he left uh, Marine One landing back at the White House. Uh, but this does, you know, it, it has sparked a conversation here because if he falls and when he has fallen, and this has happened in the past, whether it's on ground or walking up the stairs into Air Force One, there is the concern here because he's 80 years old and he's not going to get younger especially if he's back in the White House, so that this does spark that conversation. Is age a factor for somebody running for president? Yes, anybody can trip and fall, but the ramifications and, and the medical impact and the outcomes that can follow a fall for somebody of an advanced age can be problematic. So yes, this has sparked conversation. Even former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton has gone on the record to say it's a concern uh, for anybody when they fall, but noted that Biden's age is of double concern here. So he'll brush it off. His aides, the White House, will brush it off. But this will become a talking point and could become a talking point for Republicans. Exactly, especially when when you see that and so many people uh, saw that footage and are talking about it. Uh, Let's talk about artificial intelligence now. And this is a a, a very concerning story. And I know there's there's some denial that this even happened. But the reports are that a U.S. military drone being controlled by AI actually turned on its operator. 
Yeah, and, and I think that it's important to come out with the denial first. Uh, the Department of the Air Force um, ha has pushed back on this to say that, you know, the information from this reporting is erroneous. They're saying that this is linked to um, context of conversation from a colonel that was involved with this. But ultimately, the story suggests that during a simulation uh, where a commander had uh, a military drone, an attack drone, uh, that he was operating it to have it attack a target. And when the commander had switched the command, to have it attack something else, the reporting suggests that the drone then turned on the commander in a simulated session and attacked the commander because he was trying to get the drone to do something else and it had a target, so it went after what was getting in the way of it completing its target, and then when the simulated control tower uh, was telling it to do something else, it then in a simulation, attacked the control tower. Now, again, Air Force officials are saying, look, this did not happen. But it is kind of important here, given that in the last couple of weeks, we've heard from some of the heavy hitters, especially from the founders of things like ChatGPT, uh, in that artificial intelligence could pose a threat in the future, including the potential for human extinction here, because there's a risk that it outsmarts humans. So, you know, either, whether this was true or not, it is another conversation that is the, is technology getting too advanced for people to now control that technology? Right, because even in a simulation situation, it's pretty frightening to think that that could happen. And like you said, this is kind of the slippery slope. It is certainly one of the big concerns about AI. Yeah, absolutely it is. And, and I think that, you know, again, with the denials that are coming from the Air Force, if this happened to have been an actual situation, say this was a drone that was, you know, partaking in something like the war in Ukraine or, or was monitoring the seas around uh, Taiwan, if a drone happened to, you know, turn on its operator or, or do something that was outside of its target, what is the fallout from that going to be? And do we wind up with some kind of escalatory situation uh, where the drone has now, you know, put its host country in some kind of jeopardy. These are serious questions that you can imagine lawmakers are going to want answers on. And Reggie, wanted to check in with you as well on the deal regarding the debt ceiling in the United States. Obviously not everybody pleased with this, but where do things go from here? So ultimately, the deal is done. Uh, the House passed this uh, earlier in the week with broad, moderate support from both Republicans and Democrats. Uh, and then it went to the Senate. And there was a real risk here that this was going to run into kind of procedural issues and there would be some senators trying to slow it down. Ultimately, amendments kind of went through and failed. Leadership in the Senate said, let's get this done. And it was passed last night within a 24-hour time frame. It goes to the president for a signature. He's set to actually make an address to the nation tonight to explain the path forward and how good this is for America. And ultimately, the debt ceiling is not going to be uh, an issue. There will be no collapse and America will move forward. And it will move forward for the next couple of years because a part of this deal is they will have just unlimited room to stretch the debt ceiling into next year and election year as well. So the American people are going to benefit from this. Both sides will claim that they won but also made concessions. But it raises a question here. Does this broker a new era in Washington of bipartisanship where you can get both sides of the aisle to work together? Or was this simply a one-off? All right. Uh, certainly a lot happening in the U.S. Reggie, we'll leave it there. But thanks as always. Happy Friday.